Welcome one, welcome all, to yet another spooky, but also political uh, episode. I know we always we always say that we try not to get into get into politics. Get into uh, politics, in, sir. Hello, uh, hello, Sam. Also, oh. I haven't introduced you. I'm gonna pull something out. <laughs> Scott Ackerman's bag of tricks. Um. I haven't introduced you yet, so don't talk. Um, this is two. Okay, well, hold on a second. I'm the co-host. Scott Ackerman doesn't have a co-host. That's why he yeah, well, do no, that. he has a he has a co-host in. Um, this is two thumbs undecided. By two the way, two thumbs undecided. Um, and I was gonna do a whole Johnny, you know, FKE impersonation. You know, like Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hey, today's like a shot. Uh, this today's like a bay of pigs, <laughs> or uh, you know, I it sounds different in my head, <laughs> honestly. And then I hear what it on the. Well, Today is like a bay of pigs. <laughs> That's something. I imagine. Yeah, I mean, meant- Bobby, Bobby, are you helping those underprivileged kids again? Oh, yeah, sure, Bobby. I mean, Johnny. (laughs) Jackie. Jackie, where are my oven mitts? My uh, muffins are getting colder. (laughs) So you're doing an impersonation of the Simpsons impersonating JFK. Oh, actually, since we're talking about... Go ahead. um, We're talking about presidents and, you know, election. Um, More so just a... Elections, but um, one of my favorite shows that I recent I watched I think at the beginning of the pandemic that for some reason blew up into a meme um, was Clone High. Have you ever heard of this show? Never heard of that show. It's um I may have mentioned it on like shows that I recommend, but it's by the guys who did like the Lego Movie, the Spider Man Enter the Spidey Verse. Um, they're the they, same people. Yeah, no, they've done honestly. They did um, both uh, uh, 21 Jump Street movies, but to me, they're more animation guys than anything. Wait, what? Yeah. I know this is all the same. That's eclectic. Oh, they, they did a lot of, honestly, they- it, The if, directors? It, or is it, this like a production house? Well, they're, directi- they are, they're directors. Um, the one thing they got an Oscar for, they were more writer-producers- than directors, but um, which is the Spider-Man movie. But they started off with kind of a hokey. I think it was on MTV, or like hmm. uh, one of those things. But it was called Clone High, and it's a it, it's only one season, which is so sad. And it's about um, it's a cartoon about uh, a whole school uh, filled with um, historical figures, but they're teenagers. That's funny. So you have like a dorky Abe Lincoln played by Will Forte, um, and then <laughs> the girl who's kind of like in love with him, but he doesn't know it, uh, Joan of Arc, who's like a goth girl, and then the one that could be problematic because it's played by a white guy, um, a guy from Mad TV, um, is Gandhi, and he's like the crazy like ADHD like party dude that is kind of a doofus. And then there's uh like the kind of the bully in a way to like the three main character and it's JFK, but he's and he's, he's played by Christopher Miller who yes. is the director of 
the movies. Lego yes. movie. The Lego movie, yeah. And there's like a lot of, there's a lot of meat and there, that's the thing. There's a lot of memes of just JFK. Like there's one where like hmm. he's doing a drag race and he's screaming out loud like nothing ever happened, nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. And then his car, <laughs> car then his car like flips over. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a funny show. Oh, wait, I recommend this, uh, is, this is this is stacked. Neil, uh, Neil Flynn, who plays the janitor in Scrubs, plays Julius Caesar. Really? Oh, um, I didn't see. I was only seeing the Mad TV guy who plays Gandhi. Um, a woman who kind of was like popular in the 2000s plays Joan of Arc, and then of course Will Forte, Nicole uh, <sighs> Sullivan, uh, yeah, yeah, who is in Seventeen again, oh, Black J- Dynamite, Jack Black's in an episode. But this, see, this was early 2000s, I believe, when like Jack Black was starting to rise to fame, and he was doing all those little guest appearances, like. Tom goes to uh, goes to the mayor. Um, yeah, Tenacious Anyways, D had an HBO series. There's anyway. also a there's an interesting video with Jack Black where um, he they're singing "Let's Do the Time Warp Again," hmm. and it's a video. It's like oh. a it's a vote. It's a video encouraging people to vote because hmm. I guess you know like the line where they're just like it's just a jump to the left. It's, it's just... supposed to be like a jump to the you know voting uh. for <laughs> liberals. Yes. Um, but he's singing it, and, like, it's him, and it's a bunch of celebrities, but he's, like, the main person singing it, and he is, he's a talented singer, that guy. He's, he's a, a good... he's a jack of all, he's a jack <laughs> of all trades, really. Yeah. But, like, randomly, but it's such an eclectic group. They have Pete Buttigieg in the video. Whoa. They have Phoebe Bridges. Well, of course. They have. Of course you're going to have, you know, politicians in there, Right. But he's the only politician. Oh. Oh, no. There's also Elizabeth Warren. AOC isn't in there? Or is she too busy playing Among Us? Playing Among Us? Oh, oh, okay. This is is a bit... We may want to skip film news, but yeah, there's a uh, internet craze or a a game you can play on your phone called Among Us. It's one of those video games that has popped up as being like one of the most popular games during the pandemic. It used to be Fall Guys, right? And now this no, it used to be Animal Crossing. <laughs> I mean, Animal Crossing. See, Animal Crossing will always be popular, but like, it's these little games that n- like have no original background. Like, they, I mean, they. I mean, they are original, and one of them is this thing called Among Us, and uh, AOC to kind of show that she is a uh... human, or like you know, in a sense, Among Us. She, uh, I think, she did a Twitch feed <laughs> of her playing this game. To show us, you know, I, I've been not seeing so many memes about this game. I didn't know it was a game. Yes, I've yeah. just been. It looks stupid. I mean, it I'm looks. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It looks fun, but it's on your phone, so I can't. I'm. I'm gonna miss this whole cultural revolution, just like Pokemon Go, which makes me sad. Mm. My um, eyes. I recently, I've been having just like yourself. I've been having to um, edit like crazy. Um, you know, like the eight to twelve hour mark, and my like after a while, you you kind of lose yourself. Like you go, oh, you know? I think that's what um, what's his name? The pirates called. No, the, no, no, no! no. Don't blindness. interrupt my my metaphor. I think that's what um, what's his name? 
uh, Eminem was talking about in that one song, Lose Yourself, or Very where good. he was like, lose yourself in the moment, you know, you never let it go. Mm-hmm. I, think he, I think he was talking about editing videos. I think he's talking about spaghetti, too, in that. He goes, like, don't lose yourself, mom's spaghetti. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he that's like his midnight treat, like whenever he weird, is done editing. Yeah, weird fact about um, Eminem. If you listen closely, every single song he sings has something to do with uh, uh, spaghetti. You know, you got mm-hmm. uh, like... Um, can the real MC, can the real uh, M&M's please stand up so he can get some spaghetti, you know? <laughs> I think he called himself Slim Shady in that. Shim Slim Shady, that's right. Slim Shady. And Slim Sh- is it's a type of cheese specifically used, used for spaghetti. Our spaghetti. Exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I I go like, "Oh garçon, can I get some Slim Shady <laughs> over here?" It's like, "Uh, yes sir, let me stand up. Can the real Slim Shady please stand up?" <laughs> With the cheese. Also, we're we're a little uh Oh, and then he comes up, today. Oh. And then he comes over Go and he goes like Garcon is boy. <laughs> oh my and I'm like, You are a boy and he's like, No, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better line. What's that line what's um, that line from? Like where you go, Oh Garçon, coffee and then he comes over like Of course I know boy. what that is. From the greatest it's- Atar director of all time, <laughs> the godfather of indie movies. Yes, of course I'm talking about, let's say it at the same time, Quentin Tarantino. Alfred K- Hitchcock. Oh, oh, yeah, that blow. I thought that was from Psycho. Anyways. Oh, yeah, Psycho. Um, so I guess we have a little bit of time for film news. I just want to promote something real quick because... We're doing this very early tonight, but I've had very little sleep. I've Eight had about o'clock, maybe six, maybe six hours of sleep. Eight a.m. Eight a.m. is ungodly early for me. I usually have to. I have meetings at nine thirty or ten, and I gotta tell you, Sam, those few minutes, that hour makes all the difference. Yeah. Well, anyways. Remember when we had to go to school at like six six thirty or something? Yes, and I would struggle to get out of bed. But that was it was it was like a struggle. It was like a slight struggle. I was (laughs) getting out of bed at that hour. It's so strange because everything is dark. You know, every it's like dark forever, and you're then you're surrounded by pubescent children in a can called a bus. (laughs) I mean, it's just not. It's not good. It's not good being around pubescent children's in a can. And you're knowing this, and um, you're a pubescent child. Speaking like, of pubescent children's in a can, mm, um, yes. I'm going to talk about something completely different and plug something that I've been working on. I did a music video that is basically done. I've been working all night on it, and I've been making working on it for so long. It's by an artist named Pants Pony. Mm. Um... It's called Bloodthirsty. Uh, it should be done soon, either before Halloween or on Halloween. Done as in, like, it's basically D-O-N-E? done. It's just whenever it's, whenever it's, you know, put online, whenever she chooses to release it. But um, it'll be out soonly. Definitely by the time I think this is, this is, uh, this is, this is up. Probably, I, I assume so. So, anyways. Bloodthirsty music video. I will give you a little bit of a trigger warning. It is kind of bloody slash 
graphic. Also, Sam um, never gave me a trigger warning for it, by the way. I didn't, because here's the thing. When you're in the zone, auto zone, auto zone thank you, um, you're, you're not, I'm not, I'm not thinking, because I'm like, this looks, this is a pumpkin that we used for a, a body cavity. It's not, it doesn't. I get, you know, there, I get it. You, you were so this, desensitized of hours and hours of film, and you're like, oh, check this out. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is slightly, you know, not, it's, okay. It's it's a good there's music. Gonna be, it's a good v- music video. I just I am so freaking jealous. I didn't get that uh, that trigger warning because mm. I've been I, yeah. I was triggered for like two seconds and then I got un I got bottled up. Well, I've never done a uh, I've never a done a music. This is my first live action music video, and it's also uh, my I get, well actually no I did the Django thing last year. The Jenga thing. Uh, I was about uh, to say you you directed Django. But this, I I did Django, which is a horror movie. Or was that the? All uh, right, what's what's the what's, the what's the film news? Anyways, that's my that's my plug. Oh, that's I mean, uh, yeah, no, I mean the film news I got is uh, hey, guess what? David Bowie's getting a documentary or getting a biopic. Yeah, I saw that. I know, I saw your thing on Twitter. You were not amused, but um. It's called it's called Stardust, and uh, the great thing is is Hollywood, just like Marvel movies and superheroes, they have a litany of 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 singers, you know, iconic singers that they could go from. They could they could basically just go through the Rolling Stones top one hundred artists and be like, okay, that's a movie, that's a movie, boom, <laughs> we're good for like a hundred years. What's interesting about this? Maybe two hundred years, honestly. What's interesting about this? These now three biopics of musical artists is they're all uh, homosexual men from the seventies, and it seems to be that is like kind of the 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 what's it called the, uh, the the type of artist that these these biopics are being made, but some of them like. Uh, what's it called? Rocket Man, which I kind of liked. I that one definitely was like, okay, we're gonna talk about talk homosexuality about. and his his, which I enjoyed. But then, for some reason, in 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 the Queen one, whatever with Freddie Mercury, they like don't talk about his homosexuality. Like they just don't get into it and his battle with AIDS and like some of the things that I, it was just a little bit more. Straight and narrow, and that's the one that right. I think got the most Oscar buzz. I mean, it won for best editing for it, Pete's sake. Re- wait, it really did because I actually saw a whole like video essay about how the editing was abysmal in that movie. Yeah, did you see that? No, Where was like making... there was like well, a, that was there was like a was... what a lunch scene, and it's like yes, this yes. is this is the fastest edit possible, and you don't need it. This is the same year, though, that Green Book won, so I think <laughs> something was amiss that year. Um, something was in the water. But, um, so, I mean, the David Bowie thing, apparently, though, I did read, though, they don't have the rights to any of his music, though, for the movie. <laughs> so it's not going to be, it might be a little bit different, so they'll. it might be a little bit more focused on are the, are the songs gonna, life. <laughs> Whatever the songs are, like, slight parodies, kind of like Ice Ice Baby. It's just, uh, you know, 
He's he's singing they like hip- ch 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 changes is whoa yeah but like they um, just do one note off. Anyways, anything else in film news? Um, I got I got nothing. I mean, you got I mean you got silly news like uh, why the Batman ended up using their Nirvana song in its first trailer. Borat yeah, two's always oh here's something here's fun thing. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy. Um, Borat two uh, beat Mulan in opening weekend for money. Like it made more money. It it, it made more money than Mulan. Oh okay. In its first yeah, opening yeah. weekend, which is you know huge because Mulan is like a li- uh, you know it's a live action adaptation of uh, one of its biggest properties, and here comes Borat two, this silly, you know mockumentary based yeah. on just one guy's I'm, property. Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn with that because on one hand, I hate Disney. Mm-hmm. I think them making live action versions of all of their classic movies it's sad. is sad and I wish they would stop and I'm glad also, that Mulan, their movies come on, so it, far... It's not even a musical. I mean, it wasn't even a musical. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but on the other hand, I do want more representation in film, and Borat, you know, love it or hate it, I'm not personally a fan. It is slightly, it's slightly making fun of another culture, while Mulan, I feel like, was more praising another culture. I know, isn't so that it weird? Is, it's like... It is kind of not great that Borat did better, but then on the other hand, I hate Disney, so, you, uh, know. you know, whatever. it's one of the two. Yeah, but I wish I wish the actress who played Mulan all the best, uh, Liu Yifei, who plays Mulan. Wow, you're really a big champion for these uh, for these actors who star in these. Sam nominated. Uh, so anybody out there, Sam and I have our own uh, Oscar awards called the Myers, and uh, one of the nominations for best actor was the guy who played Aladdin. All because apparently he didn't get his his dues. Well, no, because it's it's fucked up. Because these you know people of color and these films who are like touted by Disney as like this is you know it. They I feel like they're the ones that are 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 losing. Like Disney is not going to lose from this this kind of. Uh, this is just a game to like, them. Yeah, they're not going to lose any money. But these actors who are are who you know take these roles, you know, they're they're the ones that are that are you know not doing well after. And like the Madame Masood who plays Aladdin, he um he was like there was a whole article I was I was reading about how he wasn't getting any roles. Like he was in this major Disney starred as Aladdin. Yeah, he just wasn't getting any roles after. Um, so anyways, let's get into the topic, because the main news right now, and this is the last episode that we're going to be doing before the election, yeah, is so who knows what's gonna happen. election. We're going to be talking about elections, uh, in movies. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll probably get a little bit more political with this one, um, because you should vote. Zach and I have already voted. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess by the time this comes out, though, oh no, you'll still, there'll still be time when this comes out. Um. Two more days mm-hmm. after, in fact. Yeah. Um, but you should definitely vote. 
um, if you don't vote, um, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be offensive, but you might be a fool. Mm. Uh, but I, I know anything about the two thumbs undecided listeners is they vote. <laughs> oh my goodness, they um, vote in hordes. They're hoarders. Actually, they, they, they vote on us a lot. Like I don't mm. know if you've seen the polls where they vote on who's the cutest. I'm normally winning, but mm. um, well, I purposely don't. <laughs> try for that because <sighs> I feel like it's all just a popularity contest. Yeah. Oh, please. You're the most popular. Mm, um, no, you're the most popular. No, I mean, in high school, you were the popular one. I was, <laughs> I was not. I don't know what you're talking about. Popularity. Although I, I did run for vice president in high school, and mm. I almost won. I almost won. I tried but, to become uh, treasurer, but I was a day late, like a lot of things. Like, also, I was late to seeing Obama. <laughs> now I'm just bringing... All right, anyways, so let's talk about election movies. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to watch election movies, but I have watched some in the past. I Yes, um, I have three... Actually, I have four movies up right now, and I have a thing on IMDb of movies that have election and since you haven't had time to really watch a lot of um, election movies, um, I will bring up one right now, meow, uh, that both of us have watched. It's the Manchurian Candidate, which is. Um, have I watched that? Yeah, I think you. I thought. Uh, didn't didn't we watch that together? I think we. Oh, uh, no, maybe we no, did. No, I definitely remember the ending. To me, is haunting. Um, I forget how it ends, honestly. All right. Well, let's just. Uh, I guess this is not Let's a just good ruin movie. it. Yeah, no, I mean, well, trust me, this is a movie podcast. If you're coming in right, here sp- thinking we're spoilers, just gonna... how does it end? Um, yeah, okay, so spoilers, spoilers. Um, the man, okay, by the way, just back up. The Manchurian Candidate is a 1962 film. Um, it is about a directed um, by John Franken. Frankenheimer. Frankenheimer, which is Halloween-esque, you know, Frankenstein. Yep. Uh, Frankenheimer. Great. I mean, by the way, uh, like a, almost like a legendary director, by the way. Um, so the movie is about uh, a few, like, people, a few prisoners of war coming back to the States, and it's found out that uh, and one of them is played by Frank Sinatra, and Frank Sinatra, no, not Frank Sinatra, but- um, Yeah, Frank Sinatra. Well, he is a prisoner of war. But all these guys come back, and they've been brainwashed by the Communist Party. Um, and But one of them is purposely used to assassinate, um, I think it's the president, or it's like a, it's like a governor. It's, I think he's trying, to, he's trying to assassinate the governor, who will eventually become the president. And it's a really sad ending because the whole mo- I really love this movie because like the acting is great and Frank Sinatra I think is not a half bad actor. Um but the whole movie is like this guy he's trying to like one of the guys the prisoner of war guys is trying to live his life and he falls in love but how it ends is he's brainwashed and he has to do his duty and he like kill he not like but he kills his girlfriend and his uh father-in-law and there's like scenes beforehand where we're like we really get the touching like you know like the father-in-law is like you're part of the family now and it's really sad and he like goes outside after he kills his you know his two family members basically 
He's like crying, and then he orders like a taxi to go kill the. I honestly don't remember this. No, but, but how it how it ends and this, for me this is startling in that 1962. How it ends is Frank Sinatra's like Johnny, don't do it. You're Johnny. You're not a communist. And he's like, I must do it. And so instead, there's like a shadowy figure, and he like quickly like just blows his own brains out. Because I don't remember this. He can't. But he can't live with himself. It's there, very it's sad. Interesting. It's interesting as well. This came out in 1962, because presidents hadn't even JFK was assassinated in 63. So it wasn't wow. like this. The like political assassinations wasn't even in the pl- public conscience conscious yet. Mm. Um, it was a little bit. It was a little ahead of its time, really. And I feel like the Manchurian Candidate is is something that is it's more people might not know what it is, but they've but definitely you know, seen it. Made well, you fun, know, or like that's the thing is like the Manchurian. There's things in our zeitgeists that if you say it. You kind of go, oh, that's it. Like if someone said, oh, this is a real groundhog type of a day, you understand what that means. You know, that means I don't know day- what that means. It means like your day is repeating itself. Like oh, I every guess, day yeah. seems the same. If you hear, that's another thing. I feel like you, not a lot of people have seen the movie Manchurian Candidate, or they may be like, oh, you mean that Denzel Washington movie? If you're a fool, <laughs> yeah. I mean that movie. I from what I heard and from what I, it just it doesn't it looks bland. But uh, the Manchurian Candidate, you know, it like has something to do with an assassination or you know, or um, yeah. brainwashed people. Another film, though, um, and this is a movie I haven't watched, um, but I know that it's it's political or it's about an election or it's centered around election is the movie um, Shampoo. Huh. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't, and I the only reason why I haven't seen Shampoo is because I remember our. Dad, I think, vehemently was like, oh, that is a horrible movie. And yeah, it, well, it, it takes... looks bad. And no offense to the title, like the thing, it always looked really bad to me. It looks, you know, it's got, um, I don't know, even the description of it, it seems, didn't seem good. I know yeah, it's Hal it's Ashby. Weird. Or yeah, Ashby. It's, it's Hal Ashby, which is interesting because it's Warren Beatty and Hal Ashby. Two people, you know, they're at the peak of their career. Warren Beatty is still rolling, rolling off of that, uh, that, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, Bonnie and Clyde success. Bonnie and Clyde success. And Hal Ashby is, is killing it in the directing game. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's interesting though, because it it takes, the movie takes, the film is set on election day, 1968. On election day. The day Richard Nixon was elected. Uh, was first elected as president of the United States, and and was released soon after Watergate, um, and it's wow. about like the late nineteen sixties sexual and social morales. Um, so it's kind of about <laughs> politics in a way. <laughs> have, even though wait, Zach have and you, I have have you seen it? seen it? I'm just I'm just reading Wikipedia. Yeah, the way, uh, well, I'm reading the IMDb, and it actually sounds kind of funny. And I may want to watch this before the election day. It says on election day. A hairdresser and ladies' man is too busy cutting hair and dealing with various girlfriends and mistresses whose husband he meets to find out is having an affair with his ex-girlfriend. I mean, it sounds like a a soap opera. Excuse the pun, you know, soap, shampoo. Um, But I think that would be funny, and I could see Hal Ashby doing this where, like, the election is on in the background the entire time, um, and they're just dealing with 
you know, shampoo. Yeah. So it was such. I re, I watched a documentary recently. This is another doc. This is another movie, I guess. But there's a documentary about. Um, it's on Hulu. It's about uh, Bob Kennedy, and oh. how he and his kind of his his political life, um, and like what a crazy time. Like I know we're living in a crazy time, but it's what a crazy time. Like the late '60s, you have had a present. The Kennedy, like JFK, was assassinated at the beginning of the of the decade. Martin Luther King Jr. assassinated. Not to mention all of the other, you know, civil rights leaders who are also being assassinated. Uh, you know, a lot Malcolm of assassinations. X. All these, a lot of assassinations, and then Bobby Kennedy, who is is rising up and really seems like he is a pre, like a presidential candidate who is popular and is it and could win, and he seems to be like for the people. Like at least, I mean, I guess the documentary is maybe biased, but it seems like he was kind of the 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 Bernie Sanders of his time and that he was like yeah, but he really seemed to talking be, about no uh, very, he seemed to be less uh what is it socialist yeah he was less socialist but, but then he was again, really like cared for like he was he went to um he had like a a friend who was like a native american um i forget the documentary was talked about it anyway is he like there was like this this person who went on like a hunger strike to like until he got to speak to bob kennedy and bob kennedy flew down to talk to this guy and this guy was like uh was a leader of of you know people needed jobs or something and it was it was and then they became friends afterwards well also bob Um, kennedy was a a a big proponent of uh trying to um deorganize the mafia which uh i yeah. think was another thing you know why he, i mean i i am under the impression that the the i'm under the i typed in bob kennedy in wikipedia and some baseball player showed up um what bob that's strange i guess his name's robert robert kennedy well it, um, he his friends called him bobby he was bobby kennedy oh my deal there's another robert can can we not can i want i just want to Look at Rob. There's so Ty- many no, Robert No, type Kennedys. in Bobby. Bobby Kennedy. No, I found it. Um, what were we talking about? Bobby but Kennedy. No, I mean, it, it was it was a crazy time though for 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 elections because it's like I I have two theories about the whole. Um, oh jeez. <laughs> and these aren't conspiracy theories in that you know I'm not uh, okay. gonna live or die by these, but they're definitely thoughts. You, well, and I okay. Think either they were, the Kennedys were assassinated by the mafia, or they were assassinated by Nixon. Well, like Nixon had people, because like think of like J. Nixon beat J. J uh, John F. Kennedy in the the first in the the election, like when he was first running, and then he was he was the person who won the nineteen sixty eight election. So I feel like he was very threatened by Bobby Kennedy, and then we know Nixon is a crook. Like he, uh-huh. I like. Well, he said he's, you know, we, he's not a crook we, though. Oh, okay, yeah, good call. Yeah, um, never mind. Trump also isn't a crook as well. He's he never, never okay. Wrong. He he never said he wasn't a crook. That's true. He doesn't say anything that makes. Any he sense. just says he's the best. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you hear about him greatest. leaving all the people out in like the cold? Yes, I, I saw that. Where it was I? I was feeling like, wow, this sounds. Weirdly, like a cult, 
again. You yeah. know, like people probably um, like shivering to like death, be like, gotta see Donald Trump. <laughs> like, and then like the next morning, The Shining, you're like, ding, with Jack Nicholson in the snow. But he yeah. does a, like a, you know, make America. Hey, hey, why didn't I see any memes about that? Where it's like Jack Nicholson with a Make America Great Again hat mm. at the end. Where he's um. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm trying to find this. So right, this doesn't matter. I have. Uh, oh, go ahead. I have. So, um, yes, yeah, sure. The uh, Kennedys were killed by the Republican Party, or well, the I mean, Democrat. there's there's a or, there's I mean, a few. My- there's a few the movies from the 60s that I think that was a very it was a big time for talking about politics because I think there was also kind of a social awakening in which people started to be like, oh, it's you know the election is there's a little bit more to it. You know, okay, um, so I I, I don't want to compare any uh, like okay, well I'm just about to compare something is I um I think about like okay the late 60s compared to you know 2020 basically. Um, I'm trying to think which one was more charged. Yes, you did have, of course, a lot more assassinations, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, there were definitely riots in the 60s, but I don't know to this scale. The pandemic definitely adds a curve to the thing, but really the pandemic is just highlighting who's stupid and who's... You know, not at least that's in my opinion. And there's also you know? there's you know there's a lot of civil unrest, um, social injustice going on, um, which is mirroring mirroring what happened in the '60s. I mean, thankfully, I mean, hopefully, I'm I'm correct about this, but there also is not as many assassinations as there was in the '60s and '70s. And what's cr- it's it's you think so that's crazy because securities is like a hundred percent more tighter. No, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm not even talking about yeah for presidents definitely. I'm just talking about about like like social justice leaders who aren't politicians now, um, and there there hasn't been any like high profile people who are kind of like the like for instance like the founders of Black Lives Matter. You know, I feel like if this was the 60s or 70s, the police would have shot, like, killed them by now. Mm. You know, because ah, the, there um, were so many there were so many political le- like political uh, leaders. And this is something I'm learning more and more about that. There were so many people that were just like killed. And and it was just like the police were just like, we 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 got a bad guy kind of deal. And it just wasn't investigated. And it was like, no, they just like shot up their house or something. The like, police. Was, yeah. I mean, li- like the FBI. I mean, I know about getting, the, being arrested. The FBA, but... No, 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 no. Killed people. The FBI, the FBI sent a letter to Martin Luther King Jr. saying, "Kill yourself." Like Ooh. this is the, this is the the, the people. Like there was you didn't know about that. No, but that I also find that to be a very silly. Why would Martin Luther King? How would that? I'm trying to think. Like he gets that in the letter, and I understand about like people threatening. I mean, I understand well, you know, the also... racist people being like, I'm coming to kill you. But someone sending a letter going like, kill yourself? It's like Martin Luther King going like, oh, I... <laughs> No, this, no, the, the background the to point. it, the background to it is they also compiled a bunch of evidence uh, to su- or to suggest that he was like cheating on his wife. 
Oh yes. And so like so he they they released that and they were trying to like ruin his marriage life. So I think he was already at a low point. It's just anyways, that's a whole other thing. It's just there there was so many things happening in the 60s and 70s that thankfully I feel like that would be like you know, you can't do that thankfully. Well, um yeah. So getting back into politics, um you were about to say something before I interrupted about talking about the 60s. Yes, well, there are a bunch of uh, documentaries out there. And I know you watched one um, in the 1960s and also just, you know, not in the 60s, but throughout time that have uh, covered the election, like the election ground. Uh, and I'm just going to briefly mention the one uh, that kind of started it off um, like the falling election, I haven't seen it, but it's called Primary, directed and written and followed by uh, Robert Drew. Um, and Robert Drew follows uh, president presidential hopefuls John F. Kennedy and uh, Robert H. Humphrey during the uh, Wisconsin primary. So this is like hmm. early. This is 1960, and this is Robert Drew following Robert Kennedy and. The other guy, Robert Humphrey, around as they, you know, campaign. And I've seen, like, a trailer of it, and it's – I do want to see it, and it is on – it is on Criterion Channel of, like, John – this is this is John F. Kennedy, like, kissing babies, you know, going to all the, uh, you know, pool halls. Oh, this is John F. Kennedy or Robert Kennedy? This is John F. Kennedy. You said both. Is, oh, oh, John well, F. Okay. Yeah, sorry. John F. Kennedy. J J F K. Uh Jackie, that, you know, that. So we're seeing him in true campaign mode, which there's something, and I think movies get it, but there's something about campaigning that makes for a really good movie because it's a lot of schmoozing and a lot of, you know, you, you see the normal, like the everyday folks, and you, then you also see, like, the backstabbing. But um, so primary I haven't seen. I want to see it, and people should see it like myself, eventually. But the one I have seen, and I love this movie so much, they showed it to us in high school, and I saw it again uh, years after, is the movie called The War Room, which is a documentary uh, by Chris Hegdenson, but somebody you and I and the audience may know more of is D.A. Pennybaker. Uh, This is Mm. a film by him and the other guy. It's in 1993... And it's following the uh, presidential campaign of uh, Bill, Clint- uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, but you never really see Bill Clinton. It's really all about his uh, campaign staff. And it has a real, it has a real West Wing vibe. Uh, but the main characters of this movie are James Carville and George Stephanopoulos, who's now on, uh, what is it, CBS Today or Today? He's a, new- he's a news guy now. George mm-hmm. Stephanopoulos and J- James Carville is a um, it's like a Democratic uh, pundit, but it, it's re- mm-hmm. it's it's so good because it's really showing like the quick the quickness of like like getting the votes and the arguments of like it's really really great stuff. That is also by the way on uh, yes it, that is also on the Criterion Channel, which I Documentary- suggest. This movie is yeah. so good because here's the thing. N- not only is it great, but the, like these two characters, 
are, I mean, they're characters, and it's George Stephanopoulos and James Carville, because James Carville is like this, he's, he's, he's from Arkansas, but he's like this eccentric, like, guy who has, like, a metaphor for everything, like, ah, oh, this is more, this is more wrangling than a bulldozer in, in September, like, that kind of guy, while George Stephanopoulos is, like, the city guy who's, like, down to brass taxes. Um, that's and, interesting because and there's a funny that, there's a uh, there's a parody of it uh, in documentary now. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, that's what I was. Documentary now did a parody of that. Um, so you know it's good. What's What's interesting about that 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 came out that was about the the Clinton election ninety three is there's another documentary that came out the same for about the same election and it was done by and I think I've talked about this in a previous episode. It's also in the Criterion Channel. They have a great collection of oh yes, um, this is yours. A political movies. Um, it's called The Last Party, and it was Who Robert Downey Jr. Wait, the guy from SNL that one year? Yeah, or that guy. T- to the layman, Iron Man. I don't know him from that. Um, okay. never heard of it. Um, but yeah, so that guy, the guy that did um, what is this movie about? So it's about the the election, but it's interesting because it's from which his election? Pers- the ninety three election. It's the same election, but oh, this time it's 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 taking. It doesn't like talk about you know, uh, it doesn't go into the war room so to speak. It, it it you know goes around and talks to a wide variety of different people. And Robert Downey Jr. He's an interesting person to watch. I mean, he's he's a weird person. And this was this was around the time that he started getting into drugs more so. Um, or and his, he's, yeah. and he's with his dad, um, and his dad um, is a famous editor, right? Or he's like director. A, he's a he, the way I hear it is like or see it is his father Robert Downey Jr. Senior. He's a famous indie director slash editor. Yeah. So, anyways, he's with his dad, and his dad is like talking about how like this is you know the '90s. It feels like the '60s again. With like this excitement, this 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 feeling of excitement for a young political candidate who could actually change things. What's interesting to think about is like ninety three. What's his name? Clinton was the first baby boomer to be elected president. Wow! So which that was that does not the, sound like an accomplishment to me. No. Yeah. Offense. Nowadays, it's kind of like you know, blow okay. my brains out. I'm tired of baby boomers. boomers. You know, seventy year old white men getting elected, but. Back in the '90s, it was a little bit more of like, "Ooh, it's changed." The baby also, boomers are coming it, in power. Isn't it crazy that 1960 is always like the time every like? There's all this discussion again of like, "Wow, it feels like the 1960s again." And no offense to his dad, Robert Downey Jr.'s dad, but like, there's way I feel like now is way more '60s esque. You know, the civil un- well, unrest. I'm talking more about the corruption. I, I do think though, the '90s it was. I don't kind really of a tipping get, point in why which was the there 90s? was. Well, I mean, if you just look at pop culture, I mean, I think there was there was pop culture, yes, but government and also one... the first the, like there was major riots in the like race race race, you know, racial. You're talking about with, in, in, in the LA? 90s. Yeah, in L.A. I mean, that's centralized the... L.A. I'm talking there's civil unrest, but it was it was a pretty all over it America. was pretty major. It's pretty okay. Yes, I'm not saying that this is more like the '60s, but I am saying the '90s. It was 
it, there was definitely similarities in that there was there's things that seemed like it was kind of because this this was after years and years of Republican control. Like Reagan was kind of defined the 80s. Right. He was. the And man. so there was and then it became, you know, so th- I think there was a lot of distrust for like the, the Democrats have kind of had it at this point, And they were just like, now's the time to so really push it's, something. It's crazy that the Republicans, they like ha- they have a stronghold on America for a long time. And then you get that, you know, young whippersnapper like Bill Clinton or like Obama, honestly. And then you get, you know, a year, you know, after Bill Clinton, wasn't it like George? It was George Bush's like throughout the whole entire time. Yeah. So anyways, the documentary is really great because he just interviews people from Wall Street. He interviews homeless people like off the street. He interviews um, all these people. And I mean, it is he's you know, he's a little bit self-centered. So he tries to he's like kind of tries to make a show of it. And uh, but it's it's fair. It is fairly fascinating um, because there's a scene where he's talking to people from Wall Street and they're all just like greed is good. Greed is good. Greed is good. And then he like jumps into. And he jumps into like a no, he jumps into a pool and he's like swimming around and all the the people are just like, oh, like this guy. That's why they get him to pay the big bucks and stuff. And then he comes out of the pool like it's like a it's it was like a it's like a wishing like a wishing well or something. I don't know what the like... heck you're talking about. Okay, let me re-explain. They're at a restaurant. He's interviewing these people. They're 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 then start chanting greed is good, greed is good. He jumps into like a little just a little thing of water that's just like at the restaurant outside and he's like swimming around in it to like just show off cuz he's, you know, he's just being, you know, an attention hog. But then he gets out, and they're just like, yeah, that's why they pay him the big bucks, because he does crazy stuff like this. And then he's just like, yeah, anything for money, right? It's like, and that, But you can tell that he has, like, disdain in his voice. Like, it, you can tell that he, he doesn't really like them. So he's just <laughs> like, yeah, anything for money, right? That's what you guys are saying, huh? And he's, like, not smiling. And then, like, later on, he says, like, I hate people from Wall Street. They're the most... And yet he's you know, probably the richest yeah, I know. superstar. Yeah, I know. It's. I love seeing. I mean, that sounds great, but I love seeing young actors or whatever. And then you know, I love seeing young actors in like earlier films where they're you know young jump starts. And now I see them today, and it's they're you know yeah superstars. It is weird, but I mean, to to Robert Downey Jr.'s credit, he I mean he is still um. He seems it's cool. not like he's gone. He's not like he's gone full blown. You know, Republican. He's not like he's uh, what's his face, um, Alec Baldwin. It's not like he's Alec Baldwin's not a Republican. Yes, he. What are you? Are you Alec talking? Baldwin? Are you joking? He plays Donald. He's, he makes fun of okay, Donald Trump is, on SNL is, all the time. He is. He is. He is anti-Trump. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But, he, I mean, bef- how is he a Republican? No, uh, hold on. I haven't heard. Okay, this, this is a no, bombshell for me. No, this is not a bomb. This is a hundred percent. He is like don't like been a huge republican uh benefactor for a while him and his whole family well that that i but, did know but i mean like i know his other brother steven but you what? don't like you can be a republican and not and hate you know this monster that we have in the that is, that is so very like, true which is why like I, I try not to diss republicans in general just nowadays it's horrible um 
But no, so so like yes, he is he is very just take my word for it for the time being. He he was very Republican beforehand. But um going back to movies. So another movie that I wanted to talk about, this is kind of going back in time a little bit uh again, but this is you know, a a a movie that a lot of people talk about and I it's called Taxi Driver. And it's about <laughs> And it I kind forgot. of influenced. And I forgot. It kind of influenced the uh, attempted assassination on Ronald Reagan, because um, the guy uh, tried to kill Ronald Reagan to impress Jodie Foster. Also, Sam, can you because... close your door? Why? I can hear like reverb, or like okay. I can hear somebody in the. All background. right. So once. Okay, I'll interrupt my story. No, that that's not. It's not the door. There's people outside. All right. Uh, I fine. can't do just, anything about that. Just cut. So just anyways, cut at, uh, just cut at fifty. I I can't do any. They're talking outside. I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Right, fine. No, I'm just saying. Cut at fifty. Restart your story. All right. I'm not. I'm gonna include that. Um, okay. But um, so, anyways, so he tried to kill because of taxi driver because he was trying to impress Jodie Foster. Obviously, very mentally unwell, but. The um, the movie uh, it's about an election, and basically he like there's the one scene, and I think this is the closest it gets to because when I think of Taxi Driver, I just think about that ending scene where he like kills all those people. But it's the closest they get to talking about politics is like whenever he has the one guy in his taxi car, and he like goes on and on about talking about how. You know, they someone really needs to do something about this place. Like there, there really needs to be some kind of change. And I feel like it's really the most political Scorsese has ever gotten. Um, it's so, not really sure about what party they're in. Um, I, it's funny. No, no, it's it is it is clear he's he's a Democrat. He is a Democrat in the movie. Well, it's it's yeah. just it's funny to me that yeah, you're right that the political aspect of Taxi Driver is huge. Um, like we spend a lot of time in the what in the uh, campaigning place with uh yeah because he tries to assassinate the pre the, Rob, the whoever uh, there is running uh, Robert to impress blank I forget the guy whoever is running he tries to assassinate him to impress Sybil Shepherd who like the uh, the actress Sybil or to, to I don't the way I took it is he's just kind of like he's trying to be a hero to the people saying like time to take down the patriarch i mean i think it's partially i think it's partially because of he's trying to he's trying to impress this girl because he's like stalking this girl that's the thing about the movie that i i I find so it's like he's not a he people are just like he's great it's an anti-hero it's like he's not a good person like yeah he's weirdly enough it, it took me a little bit to figure out like oh wait i shouldn't be rooting for this guy which is another reason yeah. why I find the Joker He's like this creepy stalker to be so like the reason why Joker can't work for me is Joker is based on DC property that I know a hundred percent about, and I know Joker's not a good guy, so it like ruins yeah. all expectation. Taxi Driver that's just based off what uh, Paul Sch- uh, Schneider Schneider yeah something like that. Oh, Anyways, so, so that's go ahead. The movie that I watched, and it's kind of a newbie for me, I watched this last night. It's called The Best Man. 
And this movie is, re- I, uh, honestly, this movie is a really, really great movie. It's uh, in the 1964, and it's about two um, presidents. Um, it's about the, uh, like, caucus, I guess, or, like, at for this party's presidential nomination, it's about two guys who are going to be nominated for this party's nomination, and I guess will eventually be, like, the president. And it's these uh, two guys kind of on the day of, like, the nomination. And it's the behind the scenes of, of like, them talking to the former president because they're trying to get the former president's endorsement. And the thing that's so, like, moving to me is you think it's going to be uh, focused on one of the candidates because we see, like, the his perspective, which is uh, Henry Fonda's, we see his perspective on the other candidate, and we're like rooting against the other candidate, and then it cuts to the other candidate, and we see his perspective, and then we see how they kind of how they act. One is more ruthless, like the other one gets dirt, and the other one gets dirt, and like will like the one will definitely use dirt, and the other one won't, and it's really fascinating. So it's Henry Fonda. And here's the biggest thing that made me go, what? Is the other guy is Cliff Robertson. Robertson. Which, Sam, you and I both grew up with this man as Uncle Ben in the uh, in the Sam Raimi films. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just blew me away because I'm, I'm seeing this guy's performance and he doesn't look recognizable to me because this is the 1960s. He's not an old man. And I look up later that he's Uncle Ben... And I'm like, whoa, this guy's a fantastic actor. And the funniest thing is is there was a woman in this who I thought was Aunt May, and I was wrong. Um, but this movie is a great movie because it's it, it tells it from both sides. And also it's an interesting period piece because it's 1964, right? And uh, there's a lot of things going on. Like, things are going on in the background. Um, seg- you know, there's desegregation is a is an issue and to get p- some votes in the caucus um one of the candidates it like has to deal like there are other candidates who aren't the front runners but that's the thing is like if you're not a front runner to get more votes you have to promise people who aren't the front runners to put you on the ticket so like mm-hmm. okay i'll give you my votes if you make sure that i'm secretary of war or whatever you know um, and there's this guy who's like, who's labeled as like the last Confederate brother, and it's really weird. Everybody's mm-hmm. clapping for him, and he keeps telling like this guy, like, "Oh, you'll get my votes, but we got to talk about this segregation, desegregation thing. Like, we can't have it." And the one, and like, it was talking about segregation as not a, like, um, like it's a weird talking yeah, point. I mean, like nowadays, a... we know that desegregation is like, <laughs> of course, that's, I mean. That's abysmal. But that was like one of the talking points in their campaign. It's like the guy's like, I think desegregation is the best. I think we should definitely do segregation. But I will not. I will make sure that each state deserves to uh, uh, to decide their own thing. You know? Well, there was uh, the whole in 68. So that was 64, I guess. But in 68, there's um, George, George Wallace who was the governor of Alabama but he ran um as a segregationist for pres- like for president he was running he got pretty popular and he kind of he knew that he was going to lose 
but he kind of hedged he was kind of having like the people running basically he was like using the uh the electoral college that give himself some weight and like trying to push forward this this the this idea of 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 segregation as like a political platform like we need to keep this and he was i mean a staunch you know racist well it's just it's a it's an interesting it's always interesting to me things that are obvious now um like desegregation and i guess a lot of civil stuff um it's argued from the other side from a economic or you know uh, a constitutional right like that's the thing like each state should have their own government i know i mean you talk about things now and it's like there's obviously a right side of history when it comes to global warming they're like think about like well, how, like 30 years from now people are going to be like wait this was like a political you know i'm standing were- yeah i'm i have to live on the moon because a bunch of you know right winged nut jobs said it was their constitutional right to do their own you know their own governing I'm living on and the like moon the, for goodness sake. The the amount of voter suppression that's going on right now and like how like things that like why is like election day not a national holiday? That is something that is it is it is Mitch McConnell just being you know the worst person in politics in my opinion, like worse than Trump in a way cuz at least he's he's smart. Well, like he Trump, knows how to Trump get is things. a Trump is a, a a celebrity. He's he's not really running the show. He's a figurehead. But yeah, anyways, we're running out of time. There's a lot of movies that we could talk about. We could have talked about Batman Returns. We could have talked we about Star Wars about... Episode One, The Phantom Rep- uh, Menace. <laughs> You're looking at the same thing I am. Yeah. We could have talked about Nashville. We could have talked about Tales from the Hood the King Two, of the Romans, Wag the Dog. Uh, who's nailing Palin? Man, that's a weird. <laughs> oh, we, we never oh, talked about. That's oh, a, we never talked that's about a Mr. America. Pornographic. <laughs> Mr. America, but we are basically out of time. Yes. Um, so my vote, you know, number one vote. Number two, after you're done voting, watch one of these movies that we've recommended because uh, there's so many great political movies. And it's also interesting how a lot of these movies, it's either based in the 90s or the 60s. I wonder what's going to be coming out about this year. You know, yeah, I can't in the wait. future, there's going to be a lot of stuff. Um. Maybe directed by one of us. Maybe not. Probably not. Um, anyways, that's it. By me. All right. Um, uh, go vote, Spider-Man. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Vote.